0: Hey all, and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm with Squeaks. Squeaks! And today we're going to be going over DC fandom. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, Black Widow spinoff comics, uh, Battle of the Brands, uh, and then we're going to get a few more things, and then we have the, the book club, finally, for Shadows Rising by Madeline Rowe. So we're going to get into that, and we'll, we'll announce our next book you guys voted on, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Before we get too far, what have you been watching lately?
1: Any good? Um, watching wise, Lovecraft Country. Have you started that yet? Not yet. It,
0: oh, I didn't know that oh, was on I already.
1: Ran. Yeah, two episodes in right now.
0: How is it so far?
1: Uh, very different, but that's what I love about it. It's okay. very unpredictable. Ooh, okay. For sure. Uh, very good.
0: Is it a lot of H.P. Lovecraft kind of stuff?
1: It is. I feel like sure. every episode so far seems like a story of H.P. Lovecraft. Oh,
0: uh, you couldn't have pitched it better yeah. to me then. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been watching a uh, high score. It's a documentary on, um, it's a six part documentary on Netflix. I can't suggest it enough to you. Uh, it's telling the history of video games, but what I like is it's telling them through like people that it affected. So like, for example, uh, the first episode, um, there's the, uh, the person who, what does she do? I think she was the first, like whatever, Pac-Man champion or whatever. And so it kind of like talks about, Oh, this was the first version of esports, And then, um, the second episode, they get into, uh, well, what I really like. So there's some stories that you kind of know as, as a video game fan, uh, but there's some stories that, that you don't know, but you kind of get the in-between guys that I really like. So, you know, of course, we learn about Bushnell, the guy who basically was in charge of Atari. But then we learn that, like, there's a certain part where people start getting tired of Atari and then, like, the episode ends. And as a fan, you're like, that it was in 83. We know it comes in 85. And, of course, <laughs> the next episode is all about NES. And so it's been That's really fabulous. cool. Yeah, it's a really good okay. series on Netflix.
1: Oh okay. I usually don't do documentaries, but if, I mean, if it's about video games, then why not? I'll check it out.
0: Yeah, and I actually suggested yeah. for Sarah too because the way it tells the stories, is, that, like it's again through um through the people, not necessarily through like just hard facts and like Mario references. It's yeah, actually through the yeah. people. So it really, I think it's it's good yeah, for the broad awesome. audience.
1: Yeah, I'll check it out. Shoot.
0: Hmm. All right, so let's go ahead and get into some right. DC fandom. We're gonna go talk about the highlights, our favorite parts here. Uh, before we go too far, I'm just gonna we're gonna get it out the big one right away. What was your favorite thing from DC fandom? Fandom. I keep uh, saying fandom. It's fandom. Yeah, so dumb.
1: I okay. don't know if I have a favorite, but I have a more something that sticks with me that I was more shocked about that I wasn't expecting. Okay, and that was actually Gotham Knights. I did not oh, expect yeah. the DC fandom to ha- uh like release a game trailer. I was just okay. kind of expecting you know movies, comics, whatever. So when I saw that, I was like, oh shit! I didn't know we were going into the video game world. Um, I, it it probably is my favorite just because I was shocked to it yeah
0: i liked it a lot so uh yeah just a real quick rundown of what it is it's a co-op adventure game yeah you can play as uh nightwing batgirl red hood uh which is jason todd after he comes back to life and then robin and this is the tim drake robin at first and i even tweeted about it i thought it was damian wayne because i love damian wayne i was hoping it was him Mm -hmm. but it's tim drake which makes sense he's he's the smartest of all of them and and they need that detective on the force uh pretty cool now court of owls what do you think about the court of owls being the big bad guy in this?
1: Oh man, threw, it threw me off this whole thing. I've been shocked about the, the I was shocked about the whole game because right. I would have so, never thought, I thought maybe we would have saw some of the same villains from the Arkham Knights because mm-hmm. how they kind of revisit here and there. Like uh, uh, we always see like Catwoman, Scarecrow's made an appearance twice yeah. now. Um, So to see like the Court of Owls and something totally different um, and to me way left field because I, I would have never expected that. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I was really excited about it too because I was assuming that we were going to get, because I had heard there's going to be something. Um, but I thought it was just gonna be another Batman game. Excited for that. Nothing wrong with that. This, so it's not in the same universe as the Arkham games, which is kind of nice because then we can kind of play around with who's still alive, and not to spoil anything, and, and whatever you know. Um, although presumably Batman is dead, I don't believe that, but presumably. Uh, so we'll see how. <laughs> you accept it. Yeah, I'm excited. One <laughs> thing I really like is each of the characters you to play up, ha- uh, with have very distinct abilities. So like you can see Jason Todd's teleportation ability and. Nightwing yeah. spinning with his uh, batons and stuff. That's going to well, be really good. Floating
1: game. around him. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. This is made by uh, the same guy, uh, team that made a lot of the Arkham games. So that is a good sign. Nice, nice. Let's talk about the other video game that was announced, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, All, uh, yeah. This one's from Rocksteady. Also the same team that did a lot of the Arkham games coming out in 2022. We just got like a full-on cinematic, no gameplay. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your early thoughts on this?
1: I'm um, a little disappointed at the fact that I think the release date is 2022. Yeah. If I'm correct, yeah. They're so correct. it's kind of like, okay, well, um, way to tickle us during your fandom but th- I mean that's awesome I'm excited to see something totally different besides a um, uh, besides a Batman game so mm-hmm. I like how we're seeing the different side of things Um, I do like that it's going to tie in a little bit of the Arkham world um, yeah. the they, that has been uh, said now Um, I'm kind of wishing to see something other than Batman games you know like Rock City you're amazing yeah. at your Arkham games but can we see like can you make a Superman game can you make a, you know, yeah, Flash, that, whatever the yeah. heck, you know. <laughs> well,
0: um, oh, Batman got a lot of love this fandom. <laughs> There's no doubt. Uh, yeah. It was it was Batman yeah. central. But you're right. Yeah. It How would do you be like, nice to see anything else outside of like just Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How do you like the character designs, Harley Quinn and all of them?
0: Uh, I'm fine with it. I, I mean, it, it yeah. was pretty good. King Shark. It's funny because King Shark has just been, he was cool in Flash and, but it's Harley Quinn that really made me fall in love with King Shark all over again. Yeah. Played yeah. by uh Funches, I think. And um mm-hmm. really, really funny. So now I'm kind of like a King Shark fan. He's in the new Suicide Squad movie as well. And I'm like, sweet King Shark. Yeah. Um yeah. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. W- yeah. It, it was interesting. It, you could tell that they're trying to like make have them an ability, like a I'm sorry, a mobility ability as well. Like you saw that like she was zip zip tying around or zip lying around. And then you had uh, what was it, Deadeye or something like that that had the the rocket boots. Deadshot, I can't remember the name. Yeah,
1: Deadshot. Yeah. Deadshot,
0: thank you. So, like, they have like you could tell like they all have these same abilities that are going to be different. I don't know. They, it seems very video gamified, if That makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think um, this being a four four player co op is something new though for Rocksteady. So we'll see how they do yeah. with the multiplayer stuff.
0: I, I have a feeling it's going to be kind of like Left for Dead, where you pick the pick the guy you're going to be fighting, mm-hmm. and so you're like going through a level, and at the end is you know Superman or Wonder Woman or something like that, and they're corrupted. So then you got to take them out. Find See, D.
1: are you okay with that? The I'm kind of over like the villains being superheroes, actually.
0: Injustice kind of nailed it and was done. I don't yeah, know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, mm, can I actually kill the real Superman, not an corrupted one? Yeah, mm-hmm. I
0: mean, there's all kinds of things like that, though. We're seeing a lot from DC. Like, this was a really great event. Yeah. And I actually think it was the first this year of the virtual Comic-Cons that I actually thought was like, this nailed it. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I kinda, I'm kind of i kind of tired of the Trinity, you know, i I wouldn't like let's get some real options. like one of the things we're going to talk about is static shock like let's get some more of the kind of the back catalog and um i don't know i'm just kind of i'm getting i love batman and 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 after this i i was thinking like okay october maybe we can make like batman month and like we watch the movies or some shit like that i don't know but yeah um yeah it it was a lot of the trinity (laughs) it you know it just is yeah but even superman like they're not even touching superman enough and they really should because he is a badass
1: all right, yeah, I would like to see him venture out because you know I'm a big uh, Green Lantern fan. So it's like, can I? I know. Not a trailer, not nothing. Like, give me a little
0: something. <laughs> we have another fandom coming uh, September 12th. They actually were all going to announce oh, everything nice. on the same day on this one, but they decided like they had enough to split it for two days. And the next oh, one's nice. going to be much more like fan based, where like you log onto their site and they're going to have these different places you visit. That looks like it's a uh, park. Like, a, if you're to. Disneyland and you're like Tomorrowland or whatever. It looks like that. But you visit those and they're going to be different panels pre-recorded, different announcements and things like that. So as a person, for us who report on it, that's great. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Because sometimes it's hard to be like, oh, I missed something because I had to go to the restroom. So that's excellent. I'm I'm excited to try that out. That's awesome. We had uh, some more details on the Suicide Squad. We had like a featurette or a a teaser that kind of showed some of the behind scenes. Um, I liked how this looks like it's like a big action movie and less of a superhero movie. That's and they're using some real deep bench guys. Mr. Polka Dots in there, like it's yeah, some real crazy <laughs> so characters. Many people in,
1: in there, you're like, who are these people?
0: <laughs> yeah, I would be afraid if it wasn't for James Gunn who did Guardians of the Galaxy. And then I'm like, this yeah. is gonna be hilarious, hilarious yeah. and uh, awesome to watch. You know, mm-hmm. so that'd be really cool. Uh, any any uh, spotlights to you out of this?
1: Um, I think the one thing that was mentioned um, uh, that I like, well, that I was kind of shocked about that they kept saying that this is James Gunn's biggest movie. And so the award. I think that is what's really catching my attention to it. And because of this is the group of oddballs, like uh, Guardians was, that I think that he's going to nail this movie because it's, no, I don't want to say super similar, but you kind of get the same aspects from Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and, the, and uh, Suicide Squad. Um, I don't know if there's, to me, like too many of the Suicide Squad and yeah. not enough, like, okay, who's going to get the spotlight? Because right now, I mean, Margot Robbie, Idris Elba is going to be... They're not going to die. You know. Yeah. Well... I wouldn't yeah I wasn't going that far oh I was saying saying like uh, yeah to take the spotlight from those two and like show others um uh that's one concern that I have but uh yeah I think because it's James Gunn doing it and now he's done something similar before is what I'm really excited about
0: yeah and they kind of hinted like don't get attached but I think we're gonna lose like Um, 75 percent of the cast I think they're gonna die
1: yeah, maybe that's why they got a lot of these oddballs like the yeah, Polka Dot Man.
0: Exactly. Well, and it, and it's kind of funny. I would. I'm already predicting this joke. We saw. Um, this kind of reminds me of Deadpool too. They did the same similar thing. But I. W- it would be funny if you like. He had this huge cast, and then like right away they lose John Cena, somebody really big, and then like uh, you're and then like it's Mister Polka Dot and Harley Quinn, and <laughs> you just elbow at the end. Like that'd be really great if he for some reason makes it across, and he's like notoriously weird. Um, yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be a a good choice.
1: You know, it was kind of funny that I didn't care for, uh, like, John Cena, you got to know your fucking characters. Um, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm just playing a uh, uh, crappy version of Captain America. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, this is DC fandom. You don't bring up anything Marvel. <laughs> right. It's like, come on,
0: guys. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> it's John Cena. I mean, I I don't expect a lot out of him. I feel like he's, yeah, he's just a big meathead that we kind of, like, put into roles. I don't know. There's not a lot to say on that one.
1: <laughs> but I'm kind of funny to see what a... um I feel like that's going to be, um, oh gosh, the main um, uh, character in The Boys, the main, the captain guy. The Homelander. Main, I've, Homelander. Yeah. I feel like that might be a Homelander kind of vibe.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that. By the way, uh, that, yeah. early reviews coming in on season two of The Boys, outstanding. A lot of people are... Like, nice. Some nice. of the early, like Rotten Tomatoes, stuff like that. They've been getting... They're like high 80s and, and a lot of fun. So that's a good sign nice, for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had the Black Adam featurette. Uh, it, it just showed that, you know, first off, we found out the Adam Smashers joining the, the cast. Um, and it will feature some of the uh, JSA, the Justice Society of America, which I really like them. Uh, we also know that Hawkman, Cyclone, and Dr. Fate will at least have small appearances in the film. So some really big kind of behind the lines. Well, Dr. Fate's huge. Hawkman, I wish they'd give him his own film. Uh, and The Rock is so behind this, man. that That motivates the hell out of me to watch this. Did you watch any like the little trailer or like the little video of like the history behind Black Adam?
1: I did, I did, I and mean, I thought it was cool, and especially the artwork for it. But I was kind of, you know, he just wanted more sometimes, of course. Because yeah. how long have we heard about Black Adam and uh, The Rock playing him for a lot of, uh, for a while now? It's kind of like, okay, all you got was a couple artists in a room, yeah, did a voiceover. But I'm excited for it, especially with the other heroes that they're bringing in. So hopefully, this just uh, what DC really needs is that that universe being created. Yeah. Um, So we could kind of continue like a Marvel has, like a Marvel has done for so long. Um, So if we could bring in more characters and kind of get this DC universe going, then that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's time. I think they're going to build it right. Like it feels like uh, they're doing like a Dark Justice Justice League with Adam Smasher joining them and stuff like that. Like I could see that happening. It'd be a lot of fun. It'd be good. Now, Uh,
1: assuming because it's a huge uh, star. Uh, mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson playing Black Adam that I'm going to picture DC's going to do this right and have a, maybe like a villain group, a villain that lasts multiple movies.
0: I would um, hope so, yeah.
1: Yeah, because I can't just see Rock playing a one-off mm-hmm. um, as being being the character as he is. So I'm hoping that he kind of comes up with this, uh, I'm not him uh, actually, but DC comes up with this group that we could be like, oh shit, the Justice League now all together has to go against Black Adam and whoever
0: else. Yeah. legion of doom or something like that'd be cool yeah yeah there you go yeah um that would be amazing i would like that and black adam he's super underutilized and he's such a badass he'd be a great guy to lead it i mean he's really smart and he's very powerful why not yeah uh what'd you think of cheetah's reveal in wonder woman um i was
1: okay a little um i don't want to say disappointed but i was a little um expecting to actually have a real outfit for um What's her name?
0: So now, is it Kristen Girl, like,
1: Wig. Kristen Wig. I was actually picturing her in a real like cheetah like like yeah. all that fur but actually on her, you know, not the right, CGI right. stuff. Um it was kind of dark and what really in the dark scene when they were fighting. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, okay, well, is it going to look like her? Are we going to get like the Hulk's face, you know, you could like Mark Ruffalo, you could really see like that face yeah. on it. If it totally gets rid of that, then it's like, well, what's really the point? You know, I feel like hopefully they could kind of put her face on that. The only thing that also is looking back on Wonder Woman 1, okay, that fight, I'm assuming this is, say, the end fight,
0: right? the, the end fight, fight
1: yeah. of Wonder Woman 1, too, was Ares was in the dark. So it's like, yeah. okay, every time you need a CGI role, it's just always going to be in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um so Same concern. I'm okay with the overall image of yeah. Cheetah. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like, okay, now we're doing this, uh, this plan that worked well with Wonder Woman 1. And then just copy and pasting to Wonder Woman two.
0: Same concern on my end, man. Uh, you know, 101 Woman one was fantastic for the first two acts. The third one, to me, felt pretty short. Uh, it was just a lot of dark CGI throwing metal at each other. Um, and and I have a feeling it's looking like that on that last one. It, they're losing the yeah. brightness and everything like that, which is something that we like because right, that opening shot of the new trailer when it like goes into that like Olympus style arena mm-hmm. that's like super bright and gorgeous. You're like, man, that's cool. That reminds me of Aquaman and stuff like that, and uh, and then when you see like those cheetah fights, you're like, oof. They, hopefully they, I don't know. There's nothing that much they can do.
1: Yeah, maybe because I saw merchandise and stuff uh, for Cheetah that I was expecting, um, uh, Kristen. Oh my gosh, hard to forgot her Wig. Name. Mm-hmm. Kristen Wig. Kristen I was expecting her to actually be wearing this suit and like you know painted face with the spots or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting to see like a full on CGI um of her
0: yeah so. and we'll probably get a more complete version i mean that's one thing that with pandemics is people have been able to stay home and and really kind of fine-tune some work there's been people talking about like oh we've had more time to work over the script which has been great so maybe we'll see a little bit better version of cheetah come come uh time now
1: uh, hopefully though i don't want to like interrupt or sorry to interrupt or anything no you're good but um i'm hoping cheetah because we gotta keep i say we gotta keep these arch uh enemies like alive for a while like i can't see one-off cheetah it's kind of like a we saw the uh eh, kind of crappy version of doomsday and it's like okay that was it like just this one movie (laughs) like come on now yeah like that should be a character that's like i want to start seeing these villains like become the stars themselves you know
0: well yeah and and i I, we talked about we said uh uh, league of doom wait what is it i think i said it right but it was um but yeah like these like continuous storylines like Lex Luthor yeah. always trying to push back and you know yeah. Joker like we, unfortunately you know we lost Heath Ledger but if he had stuck around I'd assume he would have been in the third Batman movie as well because yeah. he's that good he's that important he should always be a thorn yeah. in the side um, even if it's something else he's focusing on it should be you know at Joker's command or something yeah uh, yeah I totally and,
1: agree and we see Lex Luthor that didn't really finish off like he was talking to shit in the jail cell uh, on Batman vs. Superman yeah Um. so I could see him come back hopefully not Jesse Eisenberg but
0: I know hopefully someone. (laughs) So, okay, we'll, we'll lead it to the next thing here. And again, we'll just get my bias out of the way. I dislike this guy quite a bit, but we'll go, we'll talk about Snyder, uh, Zack Snyder cut of justice league, uh, it's coming in 2021. We saw a little bit more footage from it. Uh, it's going to be four 60 minute episodes. Um, you know, what do do you, I'm just going to not be negative about this. What do you think about it?
1: (laughs) Um, uh um so I've watched Justice League maybe like two, three times now. Okay. Um and I'm kind of a fan of the Batman vs Superman. I've probably seen that four times now. Okay. I know a lot of people get like some backlash on Batman vs Superman and definitely there's some reason to, but it's just I don't know, it's just one that kinda gets my attention. And I like to watch it. I think because I'm a big I'm a big uh Ben Affleck Batman fan. Are you? Okay. Um I am. I I love his outfit, I love his greediness or not greediness, his grittiness.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so yeah. So that being said, um, I'm kind of, I don't want to say excited for it, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to watch uh, it at least, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to watch it. I think it being like a mini-series, I'm going to assume that hopefully all the episodes will come out. I don't need, you're doing like this, uh, what, like, like it, it the original it, right? Right. Um, I don't know I, how you're going to release it.
0: I think it'll be each week's a new one. <sighs> uh
1: that makes it kind of worse, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they'll probably try to straddle it over... Two subscriptions or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna uh, try to get you to bastards. go for two months instead of the one, you know? Yeah. Everybody's trying to yes. figure that out. Which is why I'm, I am surprised they're not doing this six weeks because that's how you guarantee it. If you do six weeks, then you guarantee somebody's gonna up on the next one. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: I just don't what what are you gonna add? Like what is there to add? I don't okay. We saw we saw one clip of Superman in a black suit, right? Okay, cool, yeah. whatever.
0: Well, so, the the big thing is that we're getting um oh god, what's his name? Oh no, I can't remember his name. The one from Apocalypse. Oh my God! I, I, you know what I'm talking. Dark
1: Siege? No. Dark Side. Dark Siege. Dark, Dark Side. Side. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Dark yeah.
0: Side. We're getting Dark Side in this. Uh, mm-hmm. We do see a, a small image of him, but it's not oh, like.
1: shit. I must have missed that one.
0: Yeah, it's it's in the opening scene, and then uh, there's been some like little footage. Oh, of that was the- him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and that's pretty much pretty much all there's going to be of him. Really, they're not. They can't show too much. Um,
1: so then, this will open something else. Then. Uh, obviously that's no, kind of because they're not going to bring
0: well here we go see i don't know because now ben affleck's kind of back in the picture because originally Zack snyder was out ben affleck was out but now we have ben affleck back we might get Zack snyder back i don't know see uh, you know you know how it is man it's but they need
1: to, they need to lock in these directors and lock they in these do people like marvel did
0: and just trust them just if going. you want them to like yeah well marvel made a system where a director almost can't fail and then but DC's, they're leaning on their directors, but it's like, you got to give them enough time and enough things to really kind of develop their characters. Uh, Zack Snyder did a great job on Man of Steel, you know, and then we go from there. Like, let's see what he can do. If he falters a couple movies, then you just need to see, if, okay, do we keep going with him or not? Um, yeah. I don't know. You probably should have just kept going with him. Whether you whether that, or not I like him, you probably should have just kept going with him. So you have a consistent voice in the house.
1: Exa- exactly. And and then like a, yeah, a consistent plot, really. Yeah. Um, And it's like okay, if so, if Ben Affleck's out, okay, cool. Then, then just fucking bring in Robert Pattinson. He's the next Batman, and just just shove him in there, you know. And then let him continue off what the story would have been. Yeah, I'd I'd be okay with it, you know.
0: We'll save that one for last. We'll talk about Robert Pattinson for last because that that one I'm going deep (laughs) on that one. But (laughs) let's talk a little bit more about Ben Affleck because he is joining another film as Batman. He's joining the Flash, so we're gonna have multiverse introduced through the Flash. The next uh fandom is called uh to to, to explore the multiverse so we'll probably get a little bit more of that we're also getting michael keaton's batman in that one yeah look at that face of yours (laughs) i love it
1: (laughs) i just started watching the first michael keaton movie and it's like man this uh
0: the music is so iconic you know it's just
1: like uh, man i'm watching the first one but then it's like the one that sticks to me ever since i was little was the second one penguin and Catwoman. like that's my Catwoman. like that's my it's great, dude. perfect image. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, dude, Michael. Well,
0: well, we'll talk about like the Michael <laughs> Keaton, like uh, great, it's the villains. I'm bringing up here, but when yeah. Joker brings out that long gun and he shoots down uh, the Batwing, my god, that just seared itself into my brain so much. It's so freaking good. And then that dance he has, oh, the I, I, it, I'm, I love those uh, movies so much. I'm
1: getting, I'm getting goosebumps uh, because even like a. Um, I never really realized until I watched it more recently how Jack Nicholson was just an awesome Joker. Because really I was like, was. oh, you know, it's old school, whatever. But he was great for—I oh, mean, a nineteen eighty-nine film. You know, he was great for a Joker.
0: And Tim Burton, yeah. excellent job too. Uh, I just—he was great, yeah. I, I, you know, I just learned that that's who Tim Drake's named after. One of the Robins, they actually named him after Tim Burton. Which I didn't uh, know that. I. Yeah, because it was—it was, it was mm. they Tim Drake came out during the filming of the eighty-nine Batman, and they named him Tim. Or Tim. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, it was pretty wow. cool. But yeah, yeah So we got Keaton joining. Um Ben Affleck will be in it. Ezra Miller still in, Ezra Miller will still be in it. Um, yeah. So at least we're getting the multiverse. I think the multiverse is very cool. We might get a couple more Batmans. I wouldn't hate that. Wouldn't hate Christian Bale to poke his yeah, head in. No. Um, but yeah, so uh, definitely Batman love <laughs> this time. Yeah. Right. Did you see the little teaser image that shows Flash and Keaton's Batman together? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Uh it was an artist rendering, but it does look really good. Um I, one thing I think, so uh, Jim Lee is now in charge, and I, I talked to the other guys about this during our last recording, which you weren't there, and I was like, man, Squeaks knows Jim Lee. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Jim Lee's now in charge of uh, expanding the DC IPs, right? They just basically put him in charge of like getting DC big. I think they should keep him in charge and have him run all the movies, like they do uh, over at Marvel, you know, with um, Kevin Feige. Like just let Jim Lee just decide what happens. That way, you have one guy kind of, no matter if it's good or bad, just has a single vision. I think that's the best way well, to
1: go. And that and that's what's needed. Yeah. Get with the plan. Everybody has to be on the plan, and this is what it is. Now you can bring in some other minds. Like I would bring in um uh Patty, from the Wonder Woman director. Oh, she's fantastic. In, like, yeah, great these, choice. These yeah. great directors, and then um kind of get them together. But everyone get everyone on the same page. Get all the yeah. actors locked in. Is it James Wan so that's could create doing this the... I meeting?
0: The Aquaman, was it James Wan doing Aquaman?
1: Yeah, James Wan, yeah.
0: He does good, man. That, that was really good. So yeah, just uh, kind of get good. him coalition, but we need that one voice, yeah. I think. Uh, I agree. Jeff Johns agree. was it for a bit. I liked Jeff Johns doing it, but he's now working on the Stargirl show and stuff like that. And and of course, making books. Um, But yeah, throwing Jim Lee, I, I mean, I trust him 100%. The guy has oh, a vision oh, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, and so. then
1: a lot of his uh, like art styles and whatnot too, I'm kind of curious of like what kind of image can we put on these movies too. Yeah. Uh, will be interesting. Um, but yeah, definitely. We need, We need if Jim Lee can sit in and be like, this is the plot and this is what's going to happen. If you guys yeah. have ideas so we could kind of spruce it up. but whatever, but ultimate, our goal is fucking Batman.
0: Batman guys. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly don't know. what Kevin Fahey would do. Know. And what's nice about Jim Lee that, that, that others can't do, he'll have kind of like these things like he needs to see. Like, he's like, Hey, I need this one scene where Batman's looking down from a gargoyle. Like he's like, you yeah. know, cause he's got that comic brain and he's like, I want he that does. panel shot. And that's kind of the, the kind of things that then it's sear into our heads. Later on, like those panel shots, like I'm thinking of Christian Bale's Batman on top of the bridge, you know, like certain things that, that are later on used in promos and stuff like that. I think Jim Lee's going to be great for that. If, oh, for sure. Uh, okay, a couple more things here. We have Static Shock coming back. They're making a movie for Static Shock now. They're also bringing back a lot of the, I think they're called Milestone comics from the 90s. Uh, so that's really good. Static Shock was Did you watch Static Shock when you were a kid?
1: Uh, Yeah, but I don't remember much. I mean, I remember the image of him. Um, blue jacket blue mask thing yeah <laughs> Yeah. um but that's that's all i really know about him
0: yeah he he was a lot of fun he was kind of like the, um he reminds me so much of like the rad teens of the 90s um but i'm excited to see him back and then we're getting all the milestone stuff coming back to static shock's the big name though that that i'm sure most people are going to remember uh okay let's wrap this up with the big one we have the new the batman trailer um my god it's amazing i'm gonna i'm gonna first just blow your mind out real quick only 30 percent of the film is actually filmed yet did you know that
1: uh i saw 25 but um ign I mean, lies it's 30 who knows it, <laughs> it probably is they're so untrustworthy yeah, right. so.
0: <laughs> go to geek freaks for your guys information that's the, that's the scary
1: part though um is it scary well then it's like okay then it's a long time before we get it but you're like right. damn that was only 30 percent of the film right oh my yeah. gosh yeah. And so. then they're
0: gonna go off a fan reaction and they can kind of adjust. So sometimes there's something good about that. You know, they're like, oh, you know what? They really picked up on the way Pattinson smashed the shit out of that one guy. Let's so add a little bit more of that, stuff like mm-hmm. that. hmm What's your first takeaways from this?
1: Um, my first takeaway is I do not like Catwoman. Um okay. I think I, I I just don't I'm over this whole like, oh, I'm gonna rip a schema, just outfits, very cheap ass outfits, you know. Yeah. Like, well this is cat, very early because as I'm assuming
0: it'll get better, right? <laughs>
1: Well, if yeah, if it continues, hopefully everybody stays on board, like we talk about. Mm-hmm. My thing is like, okay, so I compare, uh, Tim Burton's Catwoman and a lot of the Catwomen in the video games, and they're very like sex appeal, but very like uh dominant in a way. Yeah, and we only got a glimpse of it, right? But when I first saw this cheap ass ski mask thing, ripped yeah. hole with little cat ears on it, I'm like, fuck, are you serious? Like, come on, yeah. Because we haven't had a great Catwoman in a long time, and even Anne Hathaway, you're like, okay this is promising and then you watch it You're like okay this is like a halloween costume like who is this this is kind of like
0: yeah and this is even worse uh, than that one yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. anyway Anyway, i'm hoping that's just my complaint
0: i'm hoping that we'll see like it would be really nice if like batman makes her her first helmet or or first cowl he's something like that because he has a little bit more of a technology advantage over her uh something because you're right it is a little bit too cheap it's a little bit too low this is year two batman is what we're learning um and so you know, we we should be one step ahead of that at least. You know, it should be yeah. something something formed.
1: I um, I kind of just want to get into the game. Like I don't want to like yeah. do because uh, there's so many Batmans. We know who the Hellcat Woman is. I don't need a, yeah. uh, uh oh my gosh, a backstory for just like get me into it. You know,
0: it might be a backstory into their love though. That that might be we might be getting like Batman issue fifty kind of thing yeah. going on here, and
1: that and that's fine. Yeah, I just yeah. image wise,
0: totally agree. Uh, totally
1: agree. But Rob Pattinson, man. Um, I know with that fucking chiseled jaw and shit man he wears that Batman outfit pretty well yeah
0: yeah he does the good voice <laughs> too outfit. I was happy with the yeah. voice he has the good stature for it Uh, mm. totally on board now I think he makes a fantastic Batman what do you think about him as a Bruce Wayne because there's a couple shots of him as Bruce Wayne and I was like this is gonna be a different Bruce Wayne than we're used to
1: definitely and even like his um, like even his hair like his image of yeah that's him. so I'm curious the if hair. we're gonna get because uh, you're saying this is year two are we getting a younger Bruce Wayne? That's kind of just a start off, not like the Ben Affleck Bruce Wayne, where it's like, okay, I don't give a shit no more. So right. we're kind of going backwards, obviously. So it'll be interesting to uh, to see that now he handles his business and finances mm-hmm. or whatever.
0: Um, I yeah,
1: but I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm not scared of anything yet with Bruce Wayne. Sorry. It reminds
0: me of Christian Bale in Batman Begins when he's like in the prisons and stuff like that, in like some faraway land. And then he like comes back and he like tries to shoot. He's gonna shoot somebody at a court case. Remember the one that killed his parents? Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that whole scene? That's yeah. kind of this like rough and tumble young. I don't really know 100 okay. percent what I'm doing yet. Kind of Batman. I, okay. Or not. He's not even Batman technically at that point. But you know what I'm saying. He's like on that way. That's what I kind of see. And I'm hoping okay. we get that. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's it's interesting. We also got okay. So real quick, we have Penguin, uh, Gordon, and Riddler. What did you think of those? Well, the, just a little bit of pieces, of, little pieces. How of
1: the, how the fuck is that Colin
0: Farrell? Uh, dude, I know, It blew me away. Yeah, the makeup making part like, has had to come like, out, like, confirm it, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I mean, I, I love Confero. He's one of my favorite actors, and it's like, right. what? <laughs> he was, yeah. And I think he's a great actor, so I think I'm interested. In, this penguin is really cool looking. Just that snapshot of his face. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's more um, not so comic booky, but we still get like kind of like the pointy nose and yeah. like the chin, whatnot. So I'm very interested in his character. Um, oh, who's playing Gordon? Oh, um. Guy from Westworld.
0: Guy from Westworld. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can't, I name I can't right remember yet. the names. Right now I'm trying to think of who's playing Falcone as well, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. I think it's to twelve but, but anyways.
1: Um, I think he's going to be a great commissioner, Courtney, uh, because off, the yeah. way the way he uh, presents himself and talks and speaks, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, he just, every time he, you hear him talk in a movie, in, or especially Westworld, it's so um, intelligent to me. Yeah. I don't know. He yeah. just has, it just he's comes off games. that way. So I think yeah. he's going to be an awesome, yeah, and I think he's going to be awesome. Um, as a Commissioner Gordon, I think
0: he's going to be Detective Gordon while we see him here. Mm, this is okay, pre Commissioner because okay. there's a. There's oh, just okay. a police commissioner later on. I think this oh, is Detective okay, Gordon. Okay. Yeah. So
1: then this is really early, and everybody's okay. Yeah, yeah. And everyone better
0: be with okay. that with that Catwoman mask. <laughs> 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 and then for R- for Riddler, we saw just a little bit of him in the beginning when he's like taping somebody up, and then we hear later on the voice modulation um, looks really good. I really like the idea of Riddler as a serial killer. Like, it really feels like one of those serial yeah. killer movies, like, we're getting these clues. Um, we got kind of, like, not, I don't know, like I'm going to say Burnt, but, I mean, it was it was what it was. It, it was fun, at least. The Jim Carrey Riddler, where it was kind of, like, yeah. this wacky, silly character. The clues you got were a little over, you know, overdone clues. This is just a straight-up card that has a riddle in it, and he has yeah. to solve the riddle. Perfect. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily need, like, this pop-up with, like, a giant, you know, flashing green, you know, I don't need all that. This, to me, yeah. was a little bit more cool because it's, like, serial killer, you know.
1: Yeah, and we're going to get a different vibe, but it's not the fact that we're just getting into the superhero movie, but we're actually getting like a murder mystery movie as well. Exactly. Like a, like a uh, what's that movie, Seven or something.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, Seven's a good uh, choice, yeah. So they said this is the most nice. detective version time. of Batman yet, so I like that.
1: Yeah, I remember that, yep. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of excited for this feel. Hopefully we can kind of keep it going.
0: Yeah. Any other things you want to talk about Fandom before we move on? I think we we'll, um, we'll hit pretty much all the big ones.
1: Yeah, we got the games. Yeah, I think that's everything. Okay. Uh
0: yeah. so again, guys, uh this next fandom is going to be on September 12th. We'll of course talk about that. It's called DC Fandom Explore the Multiverse. Uh going across the pond over to Marvel, we have uh the two Black Black Widow spin-off comics are uh finally announced their release date because they also got delayed with the movie. So anytime uh Marvel comes out with a movie, they come out with some comic books to kind of you know, people watch the movies, are like, Oh, I'm interested in this yeah. new character. Let me try out comic books for the first time. Come on over, they'll show you. So the two comic books are going to be um, Yolana, I don't think I'm saying that right, and the Red Guard. Um, and then the other one is going to be, uh, ch- 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 what is it called? Oh, so that's Widowmaker's Red Guard and Yelena Belova. And the other one's Taskmaster. That's the one I care about. The other one's Taskmaster. Yeah. So the first one with Red Guard and Yolana is all about them trying to seek redemption after their new life. Because I think something along the lines of Black Widow kind of puts them back on the straight and narrow. Or like gives them purpose in their life. You know what I'm saying? From what we've seen from the trailers anyways. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, Black Widow, right?
0: Right, the 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 Widowmaker comic book. I think during Black Widow, she's gonna get those two characters back into wanting to fight crime or or you know have a purpose.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't see. I don't know too much of like a Widowmaker to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, I just know Black Widow, and like it, it's nice to kind of see her, and I want to see like more a uh, James Bond feel. So, yeah. uh, with the comics would be nice. I think with Taskmaster it's gonna be perfect because at the same time we're getting. Well, actually, yeah, next month, September 4th, in a couple weeks, we're going to get Taskmaster in the new Avengers game. Okay. Uh, so that's another, That's another. I guess, hype up for what's coming out, being yeah. released from Marvel.
0: Yeah. So. Taskmaster, he's he's one of those very util- underutilized villains, like, like we're talking about Black Adam. Um, and uh, what I like is his comic is, from his point of view, and he's being hunted by all the best spies in the world. And so uh, it comes right after he kills, I can't remember her name, but in the MCU, it's... Uh, uh, Oh my God! Seriously, Fury's assistant. You know who I'm talking
1: about? Uh, uh, <laughs> We're doing so Carter, great with names. Not, I, I want to say Agent Carter, but that's not it. No, a, it's, um
0: How many people God, are screaming at their iPods right now?
1: Why, especially with the, <laughs> especially with the. I can't <laughs> even think of Commissioner Gordon's name right now.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh my God. Okay, let's uh, go. Man, Jeffrey anyway. Wright, by the way, on Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> Boom. Jeffrey Wright. It? Okay. That's it. That's <laughs> we got one, guys. We got one out of ten. All right, moving Uh, on then on the names, but uh, I'm gonna
1: look at this name.
0: (laughs) Okay, but yeah, I'm really excited for the Taskmaster one. Uh, the other one I'll check out as well. Depends on really, it kind of depends on how Uh, good the the movie is, the Black Widow movie is.
1: Maria Hill,
0: Maria Hill, thank you. He kills Maria Hill, and then so all the spies are hunting him down. Um, But yeah, it's gonna be cool to see from the villain's point of view, a comic book and stuff like that. It's gonna be really cool. Uh, all right, moving on to the next thing here, we got Battle of the Brands. If you guys haven't been paying attention to social media or the great game Fall Guys, uh, they did a pretty cool thing this week. So Fall Guys is taking over the internet. It's just crazy right now. And a bunch of brands are trying to get Fall Guys to put a skin up for their brand. in. like famously, KFC made a skin that they want them to put in. And they're just not responding. They're not really going for it. They announced they're going to do this thing called Battle of the Brands. And uh, if, you have, if you want a skin made for your company, you have to donate your bidding. You're going to donate money to the special effects uh, charity in the UK. Uh, now, it's been going crazy. I mean, everybody's been bidding on it. We had like Ninja, uh, Mr. Beast, the YouTubers, you know, um, Tushy Bidet. They're, they're, I'm going to, I had to call this one out because it's my favorite one. I was hoping they would win. Tushy Bidets was very simple and it had like a shirt that just said, ask me about my butthole. And that's what you're going to wear while you're running around. Um, so far the current bidder is by FV family YouTube channel, uh, for $422,000. Uh, the Fall Guys creators, uh, Mediatonic, they have the final say, and they've already been kind of declining a few people. One of them was a pornographic video game. They wanted to bid 110 k and they're like, no, nah, you're not safe for work. We're not going to make a good skin for you guys in the game. <laughs> but I really like this idea. This is a good way to make skins for games, right? What do you think about this?
1: Well, I'm kind of... Um, so right now, like with what you're saying, they're, they're not taking any profit. That's what it sounds like. They're just all doing it for the charity, for the special event. Right. But I feel like you got to take some kind of profit, right?
0: Well, the, the skins, so uh, when you play the game... Well, I guess you would buy the skin, right? Well, no. So here's how the skins work. There are a, set, like, a couple sets of DLC skins, but for the most part, any skin in the game you unlock through... Uh, oh. just It's like a random shop every 12 hours, and you can like, earn coins, and you use those coins to... I don't know. There's probably a way to buy coins, to be honest. This is how games work nowadays. But yeah. um, as for now, you can earn them. I've been earning them. i got the Raptor set. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> um, I think it's a fun way to do it, and I think it's a... Um... That's awesome that they're more focused on donating to a um, charity of their choice. Yeah. Um, the bid thing is interesting because it's like, are they gonna take uh, more than one one winner?
0: It's yeah. the highest winner, as I they said, they're gonna go with the highest one. Yeah.
1: Okay, so it's like, okay, you're just gonna do one. I mean, are you gonna do another? They event probably soon will do more of these
0: like? charity bids. It, what's really nice is, as a fan, I'm watching this and I'm excited for whoever's gonna win, and I'm kind of rooting for these yeah. different companies. So it's it's a good way to get people excited for the game, excited for the skin and and to look into what special effects charity is and stuff like that. Like it's really mm-hmm. kind of good for everybody.
1: Yeah, it definitely brings awareness to it.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see but Mr. You play, you play the game plays, more than me, so. Oh, the um, game is so fun.
1: Is it? I want to try it cuz I watched I watched the stream one night. Yeah. And uh I got to try it. I got to
0: try it. Oh man, it's even when you're losing it's a lot of fun. I mean, and I I'm losing all the time. Like I said, I, I continue saying it because it's always, I've, my best has been second place. And uh, uh, Tim Tam, I think his name's Tim Tam. God, I can't remember right now. I get another name. Um, he's like okay. one of the biggest streamers out there. And for four days straight, like he was just tr- trying to win a game of Fall Guys. He won it. And like the, he was trending for a while. It was such a big deal that he actually mm-hmm. won a game of, of uh, Fall Guys. The Fall Games account retweeted him a few times and retweeted his clips and stuff like that. And then, it was such a big deal on the on the streaming network, you know, like on the Twitch side of things, um, mm. that he actually had won a game. And watching him blow up in excitement was a lot of fun too. Um that's funny. Yeah, it's a really it's a lot of fun. It's a really good game. I, I can't suggest it enough. Twenty, I think it's like twenty bucks. It's real cheap. Yeah,
1: but I think it went up to forty though. I was checking one, one day. Oh, that's a smart um, move. <laughs> um, but one thing that I um uh, uh like is that someone just took this uh battle royale premise and made something totally different about it, you know?
0: Yeah. You checking the price right uh, now?
1: Yeah, I am. It's only twenty. For some reason, I must have been looking at something else.
0: Add to cart. Just saying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> All right, uh, we're moving on to the next thing here. Squeaks, I know you're a huge Facebook fan, right? You using some Facebook all the time? Uh every day. No, oh, of course. Me too. I love <laughs> Facebook. You guys following the Geek Freaks Facebook page? All three of you guys know that we love it's the only Facebook. page I follow. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Oculus came out, and I was a big Oculus fan before this. Uh, you know, I have. You know, I was like, oh, that's what I'm gonna get. Blah blah blah. Well, they made a statement on august 18th that uh oculus device users will soon requ- be required to sign in through facebook so if you buy a new device you now have to use facebook to sign in if you have a device already they request that you merge your accounts together because basically what it is is in two years they're removing all support for the oculus uh website and its logins so if you haven't this is the worst part if you have an oculus device and you just can't stand facebook like myself you're not going to use your Oculus in two years. You're done. Because you, it cannot have any support behind it. It's a shame that they're doing this and they're really forcing it on, on the users. I, what do you think, man? I mean, is is this shifting you towards another system? I mean, it, to, to me, it did. It, to me, it shifted me to the PlayStation one now.
1: Uh, So, I, I don't like being forced to do something that I, I don't want to do. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is it. I don't have a Facebook. I don't care to have a Facebook. But also, I understand on the other side, it's not hard to just make a quick, Facebook profile just to play Oculus.
0: Yeah.
1: The one thing that concerns me is that, okay, why are we shutting down the support for Oculus and it's turning to Facebook? Is it not that great as a device? Um, is there not going to be support for it later on too? Cause we see that the VRs, they go like gung ho right from the beginning Yeah. and then it gets really quiet. Like the PlayStation one, I think the PlayStation one's awesome. Um, I was playing Batman on it. I played until dawn on it. I played quite a few games on it and it's, it's crazy. The technology for sure. Mm-hmm. And it makes you actually feel like you're there. Okay, but what what's it what's the talk about it now?
0: Well, well, Facebook acquired it back in, uh, I think it was 2014. So it's actually owned by Facebook now, Oculus. Oh, okay. okay yeah, okay. it's just a shame that we have to combine that two. Like, I don't know. The reason behind this thing, which is what's, what's perplexing us, is, is I think it's because Facebook's trying to become this gaming mobile, or mo- yeah. gaming, you know, uh, uh, a champion, right? So they, they, Mixer was having everybody move over to, Facebook gaming, which I don't think anybody actually did, um, stuff like that. So I think they're really trying to grab this market. They have their own streaming platform now. They have all these different things. Facebook gaming is trying to be this big thing. They're rebranding, so now they're forcing users to embrace that. And it's I don't like that. It's almost like if Mixer said you had to go over to 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 Facebook. It was like, no, we don't like it. We have these established platforms. Why would we change over? And for a lot of people, they just simply do not want to have anything to do with Facebook. They have all kinds of security problems and privacy things. Why would you want to tr- chance it for some people, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a it's a shame. I don't know.
1: And then ultimately, are they requiring you to do anything on Facebook or are they just want you to have a profile and sign in?
0: Probably just where, a profile and sign have? in, but yeah. I have a feeling, I'm not sure if this is 100% uh, you know, going to happen, but if you think of like Discord while I'm using, while I'm playing whatever game on Discord, Far Cry 5, everybody sees I'm playing Far Cry 5 and that's fine. But, is facebook gonna adapt that and i don't see why they wouldn't they would adapt something where it says like what's my activity right now oh, i'm playing far cry 5 with my vr and all this stuff like that i don't want that on facebook like or whatever maybe i don't want to share what i'm currently doing that i'm home right now or anything like that yeah. i don't know there's all kinds of things like that like it's really hard to yeah. call in from work and then you see like oh you know, frank's playing v frank uh far cry well you know it's full of shit yeah <laughs>
1: Well, shit, that's why when I call him from work, I can't be on my PlayStation. So I have to be on my that's computer or something because I got I got coworkers on We're my PlayStation. We're playing
0: offline games, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they give you the option to play offline, really. But yeah, yeah,
0: you yeah. you so you're playing that PlayStation VR. You you like it quite a bit, right?
1: Um, I played it in the very beginning. Um, but I think it's it's really well done. Uh, yeah. play Call of Duty where you're flying a ship and you're looking around and there's like shit all over the place. Um, I think it's really well done. Okay. Uh, it sucks that it's not getting enough love right now, of course.
0: It is going to be supported on the, on the PS5, which is a good sign. Um, so we will probably see that coming up in the future. Some more support yeah. for it. All right, next up, we have the official announcement for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. We've been talking about this for a while now, but we finally got the confirmation of it. Uh, we're going to have some additional information on the 26th. The teaser that they released did not actually show any gameplay. It was just basically a history lesson of the Cold War, and it says it's going to be taken from real-life events, and the narration was by Yuri Bezmanov, uh, he was a KGB defector that uh, went to Canada, actually, and then kind of like explained, like, this is how they're trying to mess with American politics and whatnot. So it's going to be kind of in the, that realm. Uh, what do you think about a game? And, and and from one of the teaser images, it looks like we might actually play as Russians and Americans. That'd be interesting. What do you think about a game that's, that's, uh, that's doing this, like, off of real-life events?
1: Uh, I think it's awesome because it's another way to bring in, like, a... Uh history that people don't, don't really even realize that they're learning about history.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so if we could, if they could get, uh, this group of audience that has no desire to learn anything and then we kind of put it, then, I mean, I don't want to say shove it into cause everyone's going to, whoever, if you're playing call of duty, you're going to play every call of duty if you're a big fan. Right. Exactly. So it's kind of cool to kind of yeah. be like, Oh wow, this really is something that happened. Yeah. Um, but after watching the trailer, I feel like, okay, that was cool. Whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I'm kinda of slowing down on Call of Duty. how about you?
0: I am too. I just got done playing a couple of weeks ago Modern Warfare 2 again. And that one to me is like, of course, the pinnacle of Call of Duty. It's really great. Um, and it's a fictional war where uh between us and, and uh Russia. And I kind of liked when they were fictional, but still kind of realistic, like you can see this happening because then they can really go crazy with it. Uh but I really like the World War II games as well, back in the early days of the 360. Those are really I was good. gonna say,
1: even the newer World War II, it was kind of like okay, this is an actual war that I Feel like I mean I don't know if the battles were real or whatnot. I can't remember what missions there were. It's been a while, but probably uh, D Day. There's always a D Day mission. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I think there was a D Day map too a multiplayer actually. Um, but yeah, like um, I like being in those moments more than mm-hmm. I like. One thing that's scary is that uh, we know Black Ops does like crazy technology, right? In their mm-hmm. video games. Is this Cold War one gonna really be in the Cold War time, or is it gonna throw it some? Okay, so there's no crazy technology in it.
0: It's supposed to be taking place from the 70s to the 80s, okay. so it should be I just, old school. Yeah.
1: Okay, for some reason when I hear Black Ops, I always think of like, okay, this is gonna be 70s, 80s, but we're gonna be like, oh, next thing you know, they have fucking you know exoskeleton suits also
0: fighting in yeah. space. Yeah, because Black Ops was got real weird there for a bit, but this is supposed to be returned to form. Yeah, you know? yeah, kind of like a they Wolfenstein, did with, and they did it with Modern Warfare too. Like Modern Warfare was returned to good old you yeah. know Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we so we did get confirmation that the uh, multiplayer matchmaking will be done through the skill based system. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this real quick. So when they announced that there were a lot of, you know, hardcore Call of Duty fans or whatever, that were complaining and saying like, this is unfair. They believe that uh, what happens is the more you play, the harder it is to win because you move up in the bracket. You're playing against other people that are that good as well. Uh, so, yeah, so basically the better you are, the harder the game gets. What are your thoughts on that? And and do you think skill-based is, is the way to go for multiplayer?
1: Uh, I think the skill-based is awesome, because especially when you're uh, playing with somebody brand new yeah. um, that goes against these like champs, then obviously it's a horrible experience for them. But then it just sounds like a bunch of people complaining because they put in all the time, and they get better at the game. It's like, no, now I can't win. So what do you want to do? Just play against a bunch of people that suck at the video game?
0: Yeah, yeah, right.
1: I mean, that's all that I'm hearing when somebody complains about that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah even- good. I don't know. Yeah, get good, exactly. And, and in the article, I talk about how you know a lot of games do this, and World of Warcraft does this, and this is something that I'm familiar with. Like, uh, If you think of like the arenas, if if you're going to always be just going in and smashing the guy ahead of you who's just trying out arenas for the first time, then you don't have any skill at all. You just happen to be slightly better than the guys that are always showing yeah. up. And uh, just like with with everything else, but with arenas, as you move up in the ranking, you hit a certain wall at a certain point where you're just like, you're winning and losing about the same. That's how good you are. You could study and practice and become better than that, or you can just get sloppy and go behind. But that's basically how good you are, and I like that. That's a testament and a test of of who you are. And to me, that's the point of the game: is to challenge yourself. You don't play platformers to never have to jump over lava. (laughs) Why would you play a game that's too easy? And so, but there was a huge backlash on this when they announced this of the pros that were like coming out saying this is unfair for us. We want to. It kind of reminds me of Daniel. Daniel makes a Smurf account on League of Legends so he could play league of legends against <laughs> noobs kind of reminds me of that but
1: yeah how is it unfair for the pros when you got like the guys like say me the more of a casual player um okay so it's not unfair for me like,
0: right Exactly. right yeah <laughs> i'm, I'm not idiots. i don't i don't play call of duty enough but i do like to poke around in there i especially like the campaigns but during multiplayer I poke around i don't want to get annihilated i'm gonna start playing right away but if i can kind of work my way up to like bronze three or whatever like i know i'm gonna be in the bronze whatever it is but it's just, it's fun, and then I'm good, you know. Maybe I'll get one yeah. silver and something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. sounds ridiculous
1: that they're complaining about that.
0: Yeah. Oh, they they were fired up.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. I hope hopefully it just stays that way. In that case,
0: I think it will. Yeah. I I don't yeah. think Activision's going to actually. I think it'd be crazy to take that out, especially since it's already something a Blizzard part of them uses quite quite often. Um, yeah. So Sega announced that they're going to be bringing more games to the PC. They revealed this during uh, an investor Q and A. Um, and said that they're going to be aggressively porting games to the PC after the success of the pandemic lockdown sales. So uh, they said that repeat sales through Steam increased significantly through March and April, and then uh, particularly Persona 4 Gold was crazy for them. That came out in June, and it just was nuts for them. Everybody went. God, I remember hearing like fly parts of people that we stream with on on community night talking ho- highly of that game. Um, wow. Yeah. So they're going to be porting a lot of games over. Sega has this massive library of their own. They also own companies like Creative Assembly, Relic Entertainment, Sports Interactive, and Amplitude Studio. Uh, I have my wish list here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through those while I'm saying those. You kind of come out with some ideas. You want uh, games that are Sega-based that you wouldn't mind seeing coming to the PC, okay? So for me, okay. number one on my list has got to be Altered Beast. And I would like for them to actually totally remake this game. But Altered Beast was one of those games you see at an arcade, just stop and play, throw some quarters into that. Uh, It was fantastic. Uh, Next up, Comic Zone. How this game hasn't been carried over to the future, I don't know, especially right now when we're in a new renaissance of comics. I mean, Marvel, take this idea and run with it. But basically, you're going through comic panels and stuff like that. It's it's a lot of fun. Nights into Dreams. I think this was on the Saturn when I played it. It was a lot of fun and just really cool characters and stuff like that. Like the design was really neat. So a high-def version of this would be really cool. We had the House of Dead. Now, here's my VR pitch, man. If you were to take House of Dead, which of course we always played, you know, uh, at every arcade as well, and make that into a full VR game. That'd be pretty neat, right? Have you have? is there anything yeah. like that?
1: Uh there is a until dawn uh game on PS4 that's shooting into like all horror based. okay. Uh, so there's that, but it's not not a house of dead.
0: I want like a zombie swarm uh, you know, zombie swarm coming at me, and I just got my gun and I'm counting bullets and <laughs> I got a limited time before they get me, and then all of a sudden I'm like falling backwards. That's what I want. uh <laughs> MDK2, that was on the uh, Dreamcast and very little known, but it was really cool. You got to choose from three different characters that had distinct play styles. Uh, it was a lot of fun and deserves a, a remake or at least a PC port. It could be exactly the way it is. Bayonetta, the original. Let's remaster that bad boy. Get it out on PC. Bayonetta has found Second Life through its Smash Brothers uh, introduction and stuff like that. And, and all the you know new versions of it. Just get the original out there again on PC. I think that'd be a lot of fun uh okay that was my wish list there's so many things that sega has made that's really good have wow, you got any on the top was, of your head
1: uh, that was the only thing on top of my head i was gonna think this because i remember playing this on the uh sega dreamcast uh crazy taxi is that one? Oh, that's a great is choice. That one choice
0: oh yeah totally mean, that's the
1: only that's the only one i have on top of my head I was like you just named off a crazy amount of Sega games yeah. i was like holy shit i didn't even know you were that much of a fan <laughs> yeah well,
0: I, I didn't have it i boycotted the super nintendo went full sega because i was cool so that was, that was the idea. I remember
1: having a Dreamcast and having uh shit I'll play it. Uh There was a Razer scooter game on that. What? And it was basically like Tony Hawk but on a scooter. And me and uh, my brother would play it all the time on a
0: Dreamcast. <laughs> Dude, NFL uh, Blitz on the on the Dreamcast was great. Because remember how they had like the little screen gosh, on the controller so you could see like which play yeah. to pick without your friends seeing it? Yeah. yeah. That was great. Man. Oh,
1: God. You don't even think about like that. That technology way back then, having a screen on your controller. Oh, You don't man. even like. Uh but yeah, Crazy Taxi would be one. That'd be fun to revisit.
0: Yeah. That would be yeah. good with like a co-op if they're to add a co-op to it. That'd be really good. Be cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Moving into uh the the last thing before we get to book club. Uh we're gonna update you guys on the Epic versus Apple thing. Uh Squeaks, you weren't with us last week, but are you familiar with co- what's going on, right, between Fortnite and Apple yes. and all that? Okay. Yes. So um uh, they've been continuing their their fight back and forth. We're just gonna give you continuation on this. So um we learned Earlier this week, that uh, Epic CEO Tom Sweeney went to Apple before everything started and asked for a special deal. He wanted to like, look, can we get maybe 20% instead of 30% like everybody else is getting? Uh, and Apple declined him, saying it would basically fundamentally change how the app store works and like that. We're not going to do that just for you guys. Uh, it would be too hard for them and stuff like that. And they also ended that in, that uh, statement with saying that uh, Epic's emergency that they're claiming is self-inflicted in their own faults. So, uh, this emergency, which is pretty nuts that this is coming forward. This is Epic went to a judge and said, Apple's trying to end our business. They're trying to hurt us by, uh, saying that they can't use any Apple tools starting on the 28th. So on the 28th, Epic cannot use any Apple development tools. What that means is Unreal Engine owned by Epic and made used to made all kinds of games cannot support anything with apple so say you're making the next assassin's creed with unreal engine you can't let it use mac tools so all of a sudden if you're making the next assassin's creed you're not gonna like okay we're just not gonna make it for mac you're gonna go with a new engine for that or or you're gonna have to just stop you're gonna it's gonna mess you up right so epic went to uh the judge that's in in charge of this case asked for a restraining order uh temporary restraining order called tro and um saying that like we need those development tools it will uh quote irreparably harm our business which i was kind of like i mean you guys knew that they're going to do something at you of course it's going to be the hardest thing they can do and that would, that would do it right there you're going to shut off a huge portion of gamers right there um do you think that apple should give them access to the development tools the judge should let this go or what do you think man
1: um i think apple uh, at this point they just don't give a shit and it's like their way so it's like okay well we don't need your money because yeah. we're totally fine without it so to make you to force you to have to deal with us like you agreed to originally. Let's not forget about that. Like you no. wanted Fortnite to be on the iOS store or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, that was the deal. So, um, and it seems like that's their deal with everything, right? Like thirty percent.
0: Thirty percent is the flat rate. Yeah, that's the deal for everything.
1: Okay. Okay. So um, but it's also crazy. As how, how bad is it Fortnite? Cause there are people everywhere that plays Fortnite on the phone, uh, so are you really struggling? Or do you really care that much that you're taking this? cut? like I don't I don't know the numbers, right? Right. right. So like how they're they're fighting so hard for it that ultimately I mean it's Apple's contract; they can do whatever they want, and if they feel like they don't need you, and I think it's kind of uh maybe ego ish really, cause Apple it's like okay, cool I see what you're doing, but to take Unreal Engine away from anyone that uses it it's kind of like okay now you're yeah you have money but now you're hurting a lot of others and then also that's a lot of money that you could be making too yeah yeah um so it's kind of like those like it's kind of like that situation where you're like oh hey i'm here to prove a point you want to end up like epic that happened five years ago could be that too yeah um but i think it was pretty uh shitty that epic released this like update to where you could buy uh skins and Yeah, skins or V Bucks. V Bucks, yeah. Um, directly from them while using your phone instead for a cheaper rate. You're like, okay, what the hell is this shit? Straight
0: up breaking the contract. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it's like, well, of course I'm gonna like that. Just kind of it blew my mind a little bit. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like both of them are kind of, I don't know. Yeah, they're just fighting. They're grasping.
0: And and and, really, really, as the consumer, we should just let them fight, and then whatever comes out at the end, we're probably going to be the winners of it, really, because either you know we pay less for V Bucks or, um. I don't know. We'll see what happens, or or Apple becomes not a monopoly or something like that. Uh, so in the end, we'll probably win out. But I do find myself siding with Apple quite a bit because Epic's kind of trolly about their assault on this. Um, Microsoft. I mean, kind
1: of like this uh, tournament that they're doing. Yeah, free, we'll talk about that next. Yeah, I Fortnite just want to throw in real quick.
0: <laughs> Microsoft released a statement of support today. Actually, as we're recording this, saying that the restraining order should hold and that uh, that Epic should have full access to the Apple development tools. Uh, saying you know, they, and of course, Microsoft's gonna side with them because they just got denied the X Cloud app on Apple Store as well. So, makes sense that they're gonna be siding with anybody who's picking a fight with Apple. All right, mm. now, Epic, being the monster trolls they are, they did a tournament <laughs> yesterday. Even um, it's the hashtag Free Fortnite tournament or the Free Fortnite Cup uh, with anti Apple prizes. So, uh, first of all, it's like basically if you win two games or like if you do. Well, in two games, what I've been seeing people saying. You can unlock the Bad Apple skin. It was uh, renamed to the, I think it was the Tart Tycoon. And uh, everybody was like, Where's it at? Where's it at? They actually didn't even put in the game files yet. They, they kind of like said this one quick. So they said it'll be about three weeks until you guys get it. Okay. But but people have unlocked it already. Um, other prizes included in the tournament. So there are non iOS gaming hardware like Alienware laptops, Xboxes, PS4s, and Switches that you could have won. Uh, they even I heard Android phones. So here's the thing. Google's in the same lawsuit. I mean, everybody's talking about Apple, but Google is in the same lawsuit. I'm not sure yeah. what the deal is with the Android. Maybe they have some sort of restraining order there or something like that.
1: Well, One thing that's kind of weird is that the Google, I felt like, was just um, kind of just going with the flow with Apple. And it's like, okay, well, Epic didn't really have the argument with you at first. Well, you know what screwed him up, though, was that update because I'm, I'm sure that went to the Android as well. It did, it did yeah. And, like, and they yeah, have a 30% as well. Uh well then shit they're yeah they're all on the same page then yeah. because uh, I was gonna say if you're just picking a fight with one then you just cost yourself another one that you weren't really originally fighting with yeah to me that's what I how I took it because I felt like it was really mo- mostly between Epic and Apple and then you got Google on the side like okay we'll pitch in you know right it was weird because it was like <laughs> so, a
0: few hours after the explosion between Apple and but yeah. then Epic so I mean we we talked about it last week but. One of the big things I dislike, and, it, and you had mentioned it, is the way Epic went about this. It yeah. looked like this, like, we're going to put out a cheap price, so did you guys purposely attack us? Oh, you attack us? Oh, look, we already have a, a pre-made ad that looks too clean, and we have the lawsuit yeah. already ready to go. And then as yeah. soon as Google said, like, yeah, we're kicking you guys off too, boom. It was like, within minutes, here comes the next lawsuit. It just kind of feels yeah. like kind of trolly, baity kind of thing, you know, like they are baiting them into an attack. Um, how do you
1: how do you feel about Apple uh, doing the 30, this 30% across the board?
0: Well, okay. So, from Apple's argument. So, first of all, uh, Apple is losing money in this fight because um, I heard, you know, this is, I can't guarantee you who said this, but it's like 120 million they make off of just the V-Bucks. They're 30%. Holy shit. Wow. So, so there is a chunk that they're missing here. But um, Apple has, I would argue, the best encryption in the game. Like, they keep your data as safe as it can be kept. Uh, That takes a lot of funding. And then just maintaining the App Store. And, And there's all kinds of things that they're saying. Like, we do everything possible to keep in the app store pays for this. It pays for some of the phone development that like lets you guys play on retina displays and hire. And so they're saying that the money pays for the platform and the monitoring and stuff like that, the reviews and everything like that. So I don't know if it pays for that much. I, um, one of the things I had brought up last week as well, is I think it should be a sliding scale, maybe like steam switched to after Epic attacked to them on the PC thing, where maybe after a certain point you make 25% cut and the uh, 20% cut after that. So it kind of slides down a little bit. Maybe that'll shut up Shut up, Epic. Um, it's a tough one. It, it is a tough one. What are yeah. you thinking about all this? You, are you picking a well, side?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I usually always go with the contract stuff. Because uh, we talk about it when people, like um, uh, the guy from uh, Blizzard, but Blitzchung, right? Blitzchung, yeah. It's like, like look, y'all want to have like, this, uh, you guys sign a contract because you're like, oh, I want the money. I want the deal. Yeah. Sign me up, right? And you're like, okay, well, now I'm gonna try to breach it because I think it's unfair and shit. Well, ultimately, you signed that contract. You wanted Fortnite mm-hmm. to be on on the iOS. Uh, but I kind of like how you know, a company's taking it to the bigger man in a way. You know, yeah. Like I respect the, I guess I respect the fight. You know, and that's see, a good maybe, way to put it. yeah, maybe they yeah, that's that's all it really is for me with Epic. And maybe you can make Apple change. Maybe you can be like, okay, maybe we'll do a twenty or something.
0: Because yeah. at the
1: end of the day, you just said. Fortnite alone with the V Bucks is 120 million. Yeah. Uh, for Apple, so it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's that's insane.
0: Yeah, it's a big chunk. So. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Uh, it, it's definitely not done. It won't be done for a while too. It sounds like. So we'll keep you guys updated on it. All right. Next, up, we're gonna do the book club. We were also gonna do esports desk. We're gonna hold off until that till next week. But I will say, way to go, San Francisco Shock! You guys won yesterday <laughs> uh, against the Atlanta Rain. That was a crazy good game. Um.
1: Uh, Gladiators one too, by the way.
0: So. Did they? Okay. And your last
1: game. I'm just they're plugging it in.
0: <laughs> I wanna I, I, I don't know how much I gotta pay for like well I okay, Spitfire. To, you know, we'll have our favorite teams and different shock, right? But uh over at Shock, man. I would pay for a lesson so he could teach me how to play Ash like he plays Ash. Because yeah. <laughs> Ash is one of those characters where you see him and you're like you see her and you're like, Man, I wish I was good at her because she's just freaking cool. Mm-hmm. She's got the oh, best man. skins. Yeah. And I'm like so awful compared to Anne's. Um but yeah, so we'll go into more uh uh, esports desk next week, guys. It's just is a lot to go over and we had a lot going on here. So But let's get into the book club. We are talking about Shadows Rising by Madeline Rowe. Uh we're gonna do something a little interesting here, guys. What we're gonna do is we have the Tupware Topics is coming back from the early days of the podcast. We're gonna pick out 10 questions and we're gonna go back and forth on those but before we do that what do you think squeaks overall did you think good bad what'd you think of the book
1: um unclimatic in a medium you know a medium okay i didn't hate it i didn't love it yeah that's right I, yeah i, would I agree was with expecting you. i was expecting actual shadows rising shadowlands
0: shadowland stuff yeah, yeah that yeah, that yeah. probably is the biggest disappointment is it was so yeah. little shadowlands i mean yeah. Maybe a couple of references to what might be coming, but no Shadowlands. It was more about the political capping off of BFA, which, yeah. uh, if you're a World of Warcraft player like myself and you, we are very done with BFA. We don't want to hear anything more about BFA. We're done.
1: I thought this book, like, like, um, st- uh, the Storm Before the Whatever, the last book, yeah, from yeah. Calm, Gold. yeah, yeah, um, Calm Before the Storm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That sounds right. So that one did a good job at leading with the expansion to yeah. me. This oh, one was yeah. like, I was expecting to be at the next expansion already or the lead up to it. Not something that I, like you just said, cap off mm-hmm. uh, Battle of Azeroth.
0: That was a really good one, too, because then you also got like uh, some crazy backstories of like, oh, look, uh, there's a new Light Undead and stuff like that. Like. There's all kinds of like yeah. little lore things that were like, oh, that's big. But there, there was a couple here, like like with Bim now, uh, not necessarily the only Loa, stuff like that. There's So there is called kinds of things that before we go too far. Spoiler warnings. Yeah. I just thought about yeah. that. Total spoiler yeah. warnings. Uh, Madeline Rose, amazing guys. Follow her on Twitter and stuff like that. Check out the book. It's it's worth a read, especially if you're a World of Warcraft fan. It's worth a read. I would also give it about a C just because I think my hype was too high for the book. I don't know. Yeah. There's all kinds of things like that. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and get into our questions here, guys. We've got the Tupperware of Topics. I'm um, so excited over I here, like guys. I like this. I like this. <laughs> oh, man. I miss the oldest when we used to do this for the top five. Okay. <laughs> Did it start too slow or end unresolved? Go ahead. Um,
1: I don't think it ended unresolved. Yeah. Uh, I'll start with the enemy. Because I think we got the conflict between, oh, should we trust uh, the Princess Solange with the Horde and how they kind of feel like, oh, watch each other. You know, you know that, like, we don't believe in her yet or we don't trust her yet. Yeah. I feel like that's resolved. Um.
0: One thing that's started, nice too is it was by Talonji's point of view on whether or not she trusts the Horde because this whole time as yeah. a Horde player, I mean, Mister Pandaria, we were full on at war with the Zandalari. We were killing them, and they're mm-hmm. still technically out there. If you guys go to Pandaria, you can see where we're fighting the Zandalari. So it's kind of this weird thing with time, yeah. but yeah. But I liked how it was. Does she trust the Horde? I liked that actually.
1: Yeah. No. That uh, that that's actually a very good point. Uh, for the beginning, though, um, I thought it started right. I wasn't. I mean, I felt like it wasn't slow. Like when we. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the first couple chapters, and we were talking about okay. Now the horde is sitting there, and you you have the meetings with the thralls and whatever. I expected that in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you felt like if it was too slow or not.
0: In the beginning, I really liked it because again, I'm such a horde fanboy, and the idea of them mm-hmm. sitting in the same room, and you got to hear those personalities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the narrator was Susan Wakama, uh, and she's the voice of Talanji. She's amazing as Talanji, of course. Um, uh, my only problem with her narration, and it, it picked up right away in the beginning was her voice for thrall it, and it, you know she's only got so much of a range thrall's got a very deep voice, it kind of took me out of it a little bit It was did you have any problems with her narration
1: only only actually only when it did come with the men because especially with the alliance men too like mm-hmm. it, for me it wasn't like okay, who's really talking sometimes and then this is my first audiobook, so I would really of oh, oh, like okay. okay focus focus, focus like who's who who we at right now, yeah, um and then with her doing the voices uh for the men, it was like okay they they sound kind of similar. Um and Bane and Thrall themselves are kinda I don't want to say too similar, but she tried to do in the deep the deep voice for both. Yeah. And it was kind of you know, whatever. Um, but obviously she voices Talonji. So like right away I was like, Man, I don't know if this is her, but she does kill a Talanji. Talonji <laughs> she does a like, deep voice. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um I think that was the only she had when they come with the the male the male voices.
0: She did very good with somdi as well because she kind of used the Talonji thing to yeah. it. And and I didn't think I mean I thought you couldn't master that because Bamsamdi's voice in game is masterful, and she did a heck of a good job. I was into it. I was really into it.
1: She actually did, and I think is when uh, when she's doing the trolls and she's throwing that
0: yeah Rastakhan that accent to it, and, it was totally and, uh, totally fine. Yeah, yeah, she did a good job mm-hmm. with those. Uh, yeah, so the beginning was really good because again, as a fanboy, you know, you're just like, oh man, there's more horde. I'm really excited for that. Um, and the very ending was good. I think we had some really particular moments that like, Ooh, that got me excited. Uh, one of particular that I'm thinking of is Anduin who's, who's really mad, uh, at one point towards the end and there, and I think he's talking to Zira. Um, and, uh, did you notice that where he like a piece of shadow, like went down his arm and he's like clutched it and he's, he's like looking around to see if anybody caught that. I (laughs) wonder if that's going to be a thread that we follow into like the next expansion, not necessarily shadowlands, but the shadowlands after that, you know?
1: And you don't think that's something that he's trying to hide? Or obviously it's something that it seems like he's trying to hide, but you don't think that's him might be turning on something, do you?
0: Well, uh, no, I don't think he's turning on... So okay. he's he's a priest, right? And so priests are holy, uh disciplined, and of course shadow. So it is in within... And, and in Men's area he actually used some shadow abilities too. But he can be a shadow priest, and I think he's trying to keep that at bay because we just got done mm. defeating the old gods, which are shadow. Um Okay. And... There's a ton of hints that when we come back from Shadowlands after this expansion, we're going to come back to a world where the light has taken over and the light is actually the bad guys. And we yeah. have to work with probably possibly some of the shadows. So um, this weird thing where he's trying to hide it and he might have to embrace it. I don't know what we'll to see that that rules. Into, that leads into the fact that he put um, Turalyon, I think it was, in charge of the Alliance yeah. army. Yeah. And when we go to Shadowlands, he'd probably be the new king. And here he's fully, like, become a paladin or die. Like, that's how he thinks. (laughs) So uh, that'll be real interesting to see how that goes. Um, But, yeah, I think those both were decent. Those both were pretty good. Yeah,
1: yeah. All
0: right, moving on to our next one, guys. Uh, Do you have a new perspective as a result of reading this book? So we'll go specifically with World of Warcraft. Do you think it changed any of your perspectives in World of Warcraft?
1: I'm going to say no, no, not, not at all. Um, I think the whole time, all we got was this whole, like, uh, trust between, uh, one side and the other. Um, yeah, yeah I didn't get really very, very lacking in the Alliance side of things too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I feel like I would have been more open to the, uh, different perspective because I obviously horror players. I don't venture out to the Alliance side at all. So it would have been yeah. cool to kind of get more of that side and the issues going on there. Kind of like what, uh, before the storm did. Um, yeah. No, not not too much, really. Um, no. How about you?
0: I did like how it did give me a little bit more of the alliance side. Actually, I know we didn't get much really? of the alliance side, but I yeah, I I have one alliance tune that is a boosted tune that I barely play. Other than that, I don't yeah. touch the alliance side. But we did just see kind of like daily life of um in Silvermoon or not Silvermoon in Stormwind. I was say, we
1: got the two night elves. Um, I can't think of the names. Tiranda. Teronda, ah, okay. Go. So
0: we didn't just look that up, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Um, Yeah, we got more of them, and she's you know right now she's kind of losing it a little bit. We got a little bit of she uh, is, yeah,
1: that's kind of neat.
0: Feature of that. Uh, I really so there's one particular chapter that was almost like not needed, and actually if I were to take one out, it might have been this one because it wasn't really needed. The one where Anduin goes to the bar and just has a drink, and he sees he sees uh, Jaina there, and it's kind of this awkward thing where, like. Oh hey, Jaina, you know, and she's like, You gotta have your days, man. You gotta have your days or you just sneak away and be a human. I liked that yeah. that chapter. That was one of my favorites. And uh
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say you didn't like it. I actually No, I, I really liked I it. I thought it was kind of nice because you get a you get to see what uh Anduin's actually feeling on Right. You know, we get to get in his feelings for a little bit.
0: Especially again, like as a horde player, you don't see much of Anduin. I do respect him a lot. As you know, he does seem like a pretty fair leader uh on that side. But yeah, it was it was like I remember very well from the uh, cinematic for the intro to BFA when, you know, you're excited when Sylvanas yells for the Horde and then he does resurrection and looks everybody up and like, son of a bitch, <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah. but he is a really an amazing, amazing character to be honest with you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to get on that one? No, I
1: think. we're good. Um, No, no. Perspectives, uh, Val, Val, the elf and the, um, the female blood elf. Yeah. Valor, Valerie, Valerie or whatever. Uh, In yeah. her relationship with the alliance uh, character, yeah, um, I think that was kind of neat for to do like perspectives. I kind of was yeah. digging that a little bit because that's something you don't hear a lot too much with the uh, alliance and the horde being a couple.
0: And I, I liked the end too, no, kinda... where we had, um, yeah, Aleria. Uh, you're talking about Illyria. Yeah, and, Illyria. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, she's she's high elf. She's not blood elf. So no. she's actually. I know. Well, I know. I know. But if, for the World <laughs> of Warcraft listeners, they're already mad that we didn't know Tiranda. So I don't want to fuck up yeah. too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but she she's actually she was high off. um anyway so next one were there any parts of the books you thought were incredibly unique out of place uh thought-provoking or disturbing i've got one in particular that that was probably the best part of the book and it was the only shadowlands part of the book but i'll no
1: oh, um i don't know um Unique, uh, I think maybe the arrows uh, flying at Wasambi Wasamdi. at that yeah, point Wasamdi, was yeah pretty cool image. Uh, I don't know if that's a, like a uniqueness, but um, yeah, that's the only thing I can really think All of. All right, really. well, then, I, well, then we yeah, got to talk about the, it. the, the yeah.
0: death of Zakan. He died in the fires, and we uh, saw him actually yeah, plunged, yeah. Into the, and we saw chains come up, which is, you know, something we know from mm. Shadowlands, that is the Maw, the scene. Jailer, getting him to bring him into the Maw. Now, he's a good person, yeah. so he shouldn't be brought to the Maw, but he is being brought to the Maw, and it kind of like, it shook him, and it brought up questions, like even Talanji's asking Bamsamdi, like, why was he brought to the Maw? He shouldn't have been brought to such a terrible place. Um, and then even the lead up to that, because it's one of those things where you're like, he'll be fine. He's a con. He's such a fan favorite. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with Zappy Boy, basically he was just a part of the trailer, and um, was kind of this new character. But he got the nickname Zappy Boy because the fans saw this one troll being a badass on the battlefield. And was like that guy needs to be a character, in the-. and that's where he's at. That's why he's such a big character now. Um, and he's, I love him because he's like, oh my god, I'm a troll. That's how I am, <laughs> you know. So, um, but yeah, seeing that moment where he saved the two kids using elemental powers because he's a shaman. And then actually succumbing to the fire like that. blew I was actually at Home Depot listening to that in my earbuds, and I remember very clearly stopping for a second. Like, no way, they just killed Zakan. Like, that's crazy. And then I'm like, oh, that's right next to Shadowlands. Everybody's gonna be dead. But like that was nuts. And um, and then we had you know him being saved, and it was it was a real back and forth. I was actually like on kind of on the edge of my seat yeah. on that.
1: Yeah, I actually totally forgot about that part. But yeah, that what would you what would you place that as like a. Uh you wouldn't say, well, I guess it could be kind of disturbing because it is like the change blown down.
0: Well, it was disturbing. Uh, Yeah. It was disturbing because it was so out of line for the rest of the book because the rest of the book was Mm -hmm. politics. Like that was out of nowhere. That was the one Shadowlands part. Um, Yeah. And it was, it was so unique. It was something that was, it was, okay. So the middle of the book, to be honest with you, was was pretty slow in my opinion. The middle of the book was a bit of a drag. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that one got me and it was right in the middle of the book. And I was like, Man, I'm fully in again. uh, I needed that. I think the book needed it. But yeah, very good yeah. All right, let's get to our next one here. Unfolding paper. you can hear the sound effects. It's so <laughs> neat. Which character in the book did you like the best? Nice and easy one.
1: Um, man, uh, I'll go with Talanji. I know that's kinda of basic. no that's I like the uh, scene I like seeing her going uh back and forth with their decision. With her, like trusting yeah. her or not, but also with like her how how having to become a leader and then like yeah, like the politics behind that too.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh What decisions are have to be made because she really went back and forth and then sometimes I liked how that she had a, a consult with uh, Wasamdi himself. Yeah. And it's like and she stood her, up to him bunch, too. Yeah, and like, are we getting a bunch of advice from? Because I I felt the whole time because of that, I was like, okay, this this is going to lead up to something bad to me. Yeah. Um, because I was like, we're really trusting this. uh Loa of the death, dead yeah. or whatever, you know? Um, but it turns out, I guess, I mean, everything was fine to me. <laughs> it well, yeah. Like, I mean. <laughs>
0: and, and one thing I really liked, we'll talk about the spoilers in this one. Um, so in the, in BFA, you know, Rastakhan, her father, basically tied the entire family to Bumsamdi, and he's such a feared Loa. And so there's this whole thing of like, she's chained to him, un, you know, forcefully. And then through the events of the book where she's kind of standing up to him, like even more than I would say Rastakhan ever did, uh, and stuff like that, like kind of like pushing back yeah. on him, and then at the end when they made the agreement that no, you're not going to have to be our Loa anymore. At the end when he's like, "Here's the knife, you can cut the you can cut the ties between us, and you'll be you, and I'll be me." And they were so tied that when he was being weakened, she was being weakened. So they just, they shared almost a spirit there, and she said, "No, I'm not going to cut the knife, but you're gonna you're gonna downplay it a little bit. We're gonna get the other ones involved too." So now she has a a, a council of Loas teaching showing her the way, and even. Bamsamdi, who, I mean, who are we kidding? He's very busy right now because of Shadowlands. Like, he's actually just kind of holding things together as much as he can. And is apparently so important that Sylvanas wants him dead. Like, that was the point of the book, was we have to kill Bamsamdi because he's the one thing that could stop us. I'm excited for that because I love Bamsamdi. And to think yeah. that he's going to be important in Shadowlands is great. So, but yeah, I like how now we have this new relationship. It's It's changing the lore and the fact that, like... He's uh, just a part of her council, not necessarily the, the only one whispering in her ear. It's pretty cool. And I think
1: what it leads to. to what my feeling was the whole time uh, it leads to: Are we going to get like an a corrupt, a corrupted uh, Talanji one day in the future, or mm-hmm. we're going to get a super powerful one that's actually going to be loyal to the Horde and whatnot?
0: Well, um, yeah, when somebody was the one keeping her in the Horde, know. isn't that neat? So then,
1: yeah, yeah, but then. Is there tricks to it? Cuz I feel like okay, do we trust Wasabi? Wasabi all the way, you know?
0: Right. He's I mean, he's kind of a Loki. So no. Yeah. But yeah. I like him a lot, so, so I don't want to.
1: <laughs> Who who's your character?
0: Um so uh again, my my kind of the basic answer would be Zekon, right? Because we did I like mm-hmm. to get more from him. He I feel like he's the most player of all characters out there. Um but I think you were good there with Talonji, because Talonji we we've gotten some from her. Like she has her own expedition in, in BFA. Um, but this one we actually really got to see like the, the inner thought that she has, and it yeah. was really important to see that. I think Talonji was a really yeah. good choice. I think that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Next up, uh, what were the main points you think the author was trying to make? And uh I'll start with this one. Um, uh, I think the main thing was the fact that uh trust was so needed. Uh it was something that Battle for Azeroth. Was all about, you know, dividing two factions and uh and then like this new thing came up and you found out like there's something even bigger than the old gods. We have to worry about that now. Now we're trying to heal those things up. And like at the end of Battle for Azeroth, we have this uh, uh thrall and Janus saying, like, we could do this again, we could we could form peace, but this time we'll make it work. And this book, I think that was the point of this book, was to show that there is trust being sown in between of those especially when they've sent a uh, Syrah over to the Alliance, which was huge because it was like, Holy mm-hmm. cow. And a note from thrall saying, this isn't the main one you wanted, but I hope this is a start. And it's kind of this idea, like thrall will get Sylvanas's head and send her your way. Uh, so I-, I liked that. It was kind of the tiptoeing towards, this is how we could create the future of world of Warcraft where Maybe the factions aren't fully at war anymore.
1: Yeah. I think you totally nailed it with the total trust issue. Cause that's what this whole book felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just trust between one another. And that's what, Eventually, it started in the very beginning when uh, Thrall sent, uh, I'm going to call him Zappy Boy, yeah. uh, sent him to follow Talonji, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically what this book is.
0: Yeah, Zappy Boy, that's, that's a good way to go. is a con, but Zappy Boy's better. It's a con. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Has your attitude or behavior changed? Uh, This one we kind of already answered, but um, I'll go ahead and start with this one, too. Uh, a lot more respect for the Alliance than I had before. I don't like the alliance. Please don't hate me, but a lot more <laughs> respect for them because I, I see like the living, breathing characters version of them. Yeah. Uh, Jane has always been like something I've really liked. It's unfortunate that she hated us so much, but we deserved it after <laughs> uh, we blew up her city. But it was good to see like this this Jane a return like to humanity, to actual humanity, yeah. not a human. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I learned I, I my behavior, my reactions to the alliance might have changed a little bit. Yeah. What do you think?
1: I don't think I changed too much because I've always been kind of a Jaina fan, even though uh, obviously a 100% horror player.
0: Right.
1: Uh, I really like Jaina. Um, so to her, like, like you said, to her kind of like, come, no, I don't want to say come to her senses, but to calm down a little bit, having those conversations with Raul, mm-hmm. uh, meeting and to do whatever they were going to do. Um, it's kind of nice. Or it's nice, even though raging Jana sometimes is kind of fun too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There's no doubt.
0: There's no doubt. Um,
1: but I don't think that there was so much because it was so not what we expected out of the book. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just like this little, it really felt like just a um dragged on mini story. Yes, uh, I totally agree. Actually, to, that goes into
0: our next question too, actually, but yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> because I feel like this, now I feel like, okay, where's the book that is actually going to reference Shadowlands?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about so it at the end idea, if we don't yeah. get a question that refers to the authors, because we do need to talk about the change of authors in these novels. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. we think it affected things. Uh Okay. So, Did it jump around too much or did it hold your suspense?
1: I don't think it jumped around too much. And sometimes I kind of wish it did, really. Because I feel like we stayed with one character the whole time. Because obviously, like the last ones we went with, like, okay, now we're back in Stormwind, now we're back in this, now we're back in this. Now I'm actually okay with that because they do a really good job at, like, okay, like like how the chapters are labeled on paper. Yes. Stormwind. Okay, now I know I'm in Stormwind and this is what I'm reading on. I'm continuing the story that two chapters ago was like that mm-hmm. and i think uh author wise christine gold did a great job at making sure that i feel like i know where where i'm at in place yeah this one i was like okay now we're zoldazar now we're in uh i can't remember all the areas but okay now i'm in zoldazar again
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then um you know i just it just felt like one straight story
0: yeah you make a good point there uh if you were not a world of Warcraft player they didn't describe the cities very well. They didn't describe the settings very well. Like they would say Zuldazar and I'm like, okay, yeah, golden palace, yada, 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 pyramid, dinosaurs walking around. But if I I didn't feel like they were transporting me there as a new person to Azeroth, but as a person who's already been there. Um, So I think like, like Orgrimars like that, they could have done a a little bit better. Madeline could have done a better job explaining that, I think personally.
1: So then basically, yeah, if you're not a WoW fan, then you would, I mean, there was no way you would understand this book, but I guess that goes with most books uh, with the WoW series.
0: Do you think so? Because I, because I, some of them, I, no, you know, because I gotta, I gotta disagree on this one. I one of my favorites out of, out of Golden is um, the Arthas one, and I, I can remember it visually very well. Like she sets up uh, being at the Howling Forge, and like uh, uh, I've heard, they're like basically goats. They're eating off the grass, and she said she's explaining how the wind is blowing through the grass. And I was like, oh, I'm transported there as a World of Warcraft player. You could picture it, but even if you weren't a World of Warcraft player. You're like, I'm seeing that grass. I'm feeling that wind. I don't know. I thought, okay. you know, I don't know.
1: Then maybe we didn't. Okay. Then I haven't read that this one. Obviously, I'm pretty much starting from before the storm. But then maybe that's a good point right. that it's like, okay, with the authors, that who can really make us feel like we're actually in there besides like, okay, well, I don't need all that. Kind of like the World of Warcraft movie in a way. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you don't need to explain what a priest is. When we saw him right off the bat, we knew what he was. Right.
0: Yeah. You know? Right.
1: Uh, so I guess in this book, we're expected to already know what's going on. Well, who's who? yeah yeah no. all
0: right we got a few more here this next one is is there anything left unresolved or ambiguous um unresolved well the whole shadowlands thing for one thing we we didn't get enough we heard we kept hearing rumors of like something's wrong on the other side and oh um the shamans are saying something's wrong with the afterlife well they didn't really address it and then of course the big thing was when yeah zakhan died we saw these chains and then when somebody kind of said like I'm saving people from going all the way through there. All the trolls your father have been saved from going all the way through. They're going to my, which I don't know if you know this or not, that place he's referencing where he's sending people to, to, instead of going to the mall, that's actually a dungeon in the next expansion. He's talking about. Oh, shit. Yeah. We're actually going to visit that. Yeah. At uh, uh, Bumsamni's request and uh, kill some people. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's badass. Yeah. So, um, so there's that. I I really felt like, especially if you weren't like going to play Shadowlands, which I don't know if a lot of people are, you know, reading this book and not doing that, but man, then you're like sitting here like, well, what's going on with the afterlife? There's, you guys left that way too open. Yeah. There's nothing saying that, you know, we have the epilogue that basically shows the Sylvanas trailer for Shadowlands. Too, too loose, man. I think it was too and loose.
1: And that's the only fucking Shadowlands we got out of this book called Shadowlands. Shadow, yeah, shadow, shadow Rising. Rising. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so
1: it was like, where's the Shadow stuff? I mean, that's kind that's of what a, I wanted. Great point, Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I, there was just not, if the unresolved stuff, I mean, I guess my unresolved everything would be, that's not, <laughs> this is, this, this is not what the book I was expecting at it all. Wasn't,
0: that's a big part yeah. of it too. Yeah. I kept, I kept waiting. Cause I was like, maybe halfway through, we'll get to where they're going to Shadowlands. There's, there, there, there's something going on because I know from the start of Shadowlands, beta wise and stuff like that, like there's Thrall and Jaina already over there. And, and I'm sure in pre-patch we'll get a reason why. Um, and I know during pre-patch we fight Nathanos and stuff like that, but it was kind of like, it needed, I don't know, it just needed a little bit more setup, I think.
1: And I thought it was so shitty that the epilogue was a copycat of the trailer that we saw. Like, yeah, I know this. whole cool for yeah. putting words into it, whatever, but you got I i was expecting to go way past that now.
0: Then Nathanos the part was new, yeah. but it wasn't like it was needed in any way. Basically, he mm-hmm. failed and she was upset with him. That was literally it. That's everything yeah, yeah. from from the Thanos part.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah. yep,
0: yep. All right, we have two more to go. Uh this one is did any uh, I'm sorry. Did you approve of the main character's decisions and behaviors? Um Yeah, yeah. I can I can't think of
1: anything that I didn't like about.
0: That was out of whack uh, or something. Well, again, I'm going to go back to just uh, it was it obviously struck because I've mentioned it a few times now. But when Raster when I'm um, sorry, Zakhan ended up launching those two kids with like air abilities out of the the thing right there. It really inspired me as a Horde player, uh, kind of like, man, that's kind of the Sourfang. Because he actually was, he kept hearing Saurfang's voice kind of like giving him um, advice. And it was like that Saurfang rubbing off on him. Like that's the honor part of the Horde rubbing off on him and stuff like that. So I just was really inspired by that as uh, a player of the game. Um, because if you're an Alliance player looking at the Horde, I think there's this generalization of like, we're just the bad guys. We're not. We're not that where you know technically the horde's refugees and stuff like that and and just a band of misfits that are working together to try to prove themselves and survive and i liked that it really made me proud of the horde and i thought that was the behavior that i would make as a player i really liked that that was really good yeah that's
1: it i like how you went to your feelings i I don't know um i don't know i don't i don't i don't don't really have an answer for this question to be honest i just feel like yeah uh, but that's so bad. I don't know. It's so bad at the same time because I want to super bash on this book, but it was just so uneventful that I kind of just. Yeah, yeah. I'm along for like a. It's like riding the Jungle Cruise, you know. You're like, okay, this is cool. Yeah,
0: I <laughs> I was looking forward more to an Indiana Jones uh, ride. <laughs>
1: but the line was too long, so you're like, oh shit! I'll just settle yeah, with this.
0: <laughs> you just go with a single rider, and you're all right, man. You, by the way, yeah, you I'm ever like, do a rider
1: on Indiana Jones? Um, I don't think I've ever done single rider on Indiana.
0: Oh, you're gonna get you going to get tired of Dana Jones. I'm telling you that right now. You go through yeah. that thing so fast as a single writer, it's unreal. <laughs> That's one of the best. Man, I miss Disneyland so freaking much. Oh, uh, gosh. Okay, yeah. let's get yeah. back to this.
1: Rick's <laughs> oh, just getting depressed. <laughs>
0: I know. Last one here. Uh, do you wish it was told from a different perspective?
1: Mm, I, well, uh, for the setting that it's in, I was okay with it. I think uh, it was okay, it was, yeah. I think it was too much to the laundry, really.
0: Yeah, but I did like uh, that a lot of it her. was a away because okay. we needed more of this new leader within the horde. Leader, you
1: know? yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's really it. Really, I think it was good for what the story was about. Yeah, yeah it was fine. I,
0: I I wish we actually got more from Anduin's position uh, perspective. We just didn't get a lot of the alliance right. Um,
1: I was gonna say yeah, I would like to see. I would have liked to see more alliance side.
0: We didn't get any. Did we get any from Flynn? I know we got some from Shaw, but did we get any from Flynn, the pirate? Because I don't think we got uh, any of it from Flynn's point of view. That would be pretty cool. he Pirates was the one locked up.
1: Lock- he was the one locked up? Right?
0: No, that was Shaw oh, that yeah. was locked up. Flynn was Shaw. the one that ended up going back for him. Or going back, you know, to save him.
1: Yeah, not point of view, huh?
0: It would be cool to hear his uh, point of view on Shaw. Like We got Shaw's point of view on Flynn. Let's hear Sh- Flynn on Shaw. I don't know. I thought that mm-hmm. would be nice. Because they also, I don't yeah. know. It's a whole thing where like, they set up this thing like, well, I'll meet you at the tavern later on. But they never, we never hear about them actually at the tavern. Yeah. So... We now, that there. was at the
1: end, right? That was the at very tavern. end. That was at the end after they kind of rescued him or got him back.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I assumed it was going to end with that. I thought it was going to yeah. end with him, like, and then we saw that okay, for the first time in a, ever, Shaw's actually going to relax and go on vacation or something like that. You know, yeah. instead of being yeah. the spy master that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good example of another character that we got more of because he's always in the cutscenes, but he's not actually, you know, um, yeah. I don't as a, as a horde player, you don't talk to him ever. You just see him in the cutscenes. You're yeah. like, who's this badass in the back? You know. So, yeah. <laughs> uh Okay, so. Yeah. Yeah, overall, just revisit that real quick. Um, slow. It was it was okay. It just wasn't what I was expecting. I think is the main main purpose of this.
1: And that's what I think we're always gonna hold on to. That's not what we were expecting, because obviously yeah. if you're gonna say shadows rising, there was no shadows rising at all. To be honest. Yeah. Um, and uh, to me, I always just say it's it was very uneventful. Because even mm-hmm. the last battle scene, I wasn't even really hooked into that. I think the only part that I was like, oh, this is cool, was uh, if correct me if I'm wrong. And they were teleporting to Zildazar.
0: Yeah. Right? Oh, I like that part. Yeah. I do like that part when all of a sudden there's like a bunch of hordes yeah. showing up. And they're like, it's an invasion. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I thought that part was. I was like, oh, okay. I'm gonna try to get into it. But then ultimately, I was like, yeah, I'm still kind of just.
0: It was and a I bit before like we actually scenes, got to the battle after that.
1: And I felt like the battle scenes were just like one chapter long, right? They was I only mean, one I chapter.
0: Like chapter I think was, thirty-one. I think that was it. It was just the big battle. I had to
1: wait thirty. I had a wait to wait <laughs> I had to go through thirty chapters to get to that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you no, seriously. Um, yeah. <laughs> So,
1: yeah, uneventful for sure for me.
0: Uneventful. And, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of this where, like, Christy Golden did such a good job with her books, and she's now writing for World of Warcraft, that we kind of expected some of that, you know. Um, If you guys miss Christy Golden's writing, she is working on, there's a book coming out, I think it's next year, um, that's going to be, like, The Day in Life in Azeroth. So it's actually going to tell many stories. It's going to be a series of short stories of, like, the guy who teaches you cooking in Orgrimmar, like what it's like for him to like, oh, I need to go kill some boars and bring them back. There's this guy who wants to be learning about this. It's going to be like the day in life of just like random people in Azeroth. So I'm hoping that's that'll be- That's
1: going to an- be awesome. Yeah. Oh,
0: good. I'm excited. I'm happy to hear that <laughs> Yeah, I
1: think that's going to be awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, we talked about this before. I've got back- backstories for my characters. One of them is my hunter on uh, Ner'zhul. <laughs> he's, he's this guy who pretends like he's the sheriff of Orgrimmar, but really he's just kind of losing it and he walks around with a gun protecting people. So I'm excited to hear like the like the little day-to-day life stuff. Um yeah. But that's coming up and we'll probably make that an audiobook when we do that. We'll definitely make that one Oh, gosh.
1: Read. I just want to hear the life of a barbershop. How many times do people go in there?
0: Oh, dude. They'll there's a, a whole facial done. Oh, you got to see because they, they're now in Shadowlands. They're giving you like the ability to change your gender, change your face, yeah. change everything. There's a video oh, a cartoon somebody made of like this barber <laughs> this barber retiring and giving it to the other guy. He's like, I don't want the job anymore. And then he's like... I want to become a woman, make it happen. (laughs) It's just so funny. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God, I'm just a barber, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, Okay. So we have the poll we put up on our social media guys. Thank you guys so much for voting uh, to see what we should be listening to next. Uh, And you guys chose the Sandman by 50, it's 54% winner. That was your pick squeaks. Uh, I'm excited for it. And and we already had people saying like, that is amazing. You're going to love Sandman. Um, And, this is gonna become a Netflix series. I don't I don't know if we mentioned this, but oh, it's gonna be a Netflix sure. series coming up. So that's good too.
1: Well, really. So is it gonna stick with Netflix? Because I know this is DC and you know, DC did that HBO Max deal.
0: So. Yeah, I well it's it's like yeah. Yeah, it is it is Netflix. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, it should be HBO Max, but yeah, they already made the deal with Netflix. So hopefully it's good. Okay. We'll have to see. Uh, uh I
1: started the book because I was confident it was gonna win. So it's uh it's really neat to um because okay, so you had one one voice right obviously with the shadows rising so Mm -hmm, this one you literally have a whole cast of like talking back and forth with each other and the sound effects it's really neat it's very this uh,
0: is an audio drama guys so uh, if you guys want to join us on this give us your opinion as we're reading it we'll give this time I try to do each chapter but I was like it's too hard to do each chapter something about each chapter so every so often we'll jump in with something exciting we'll throw it up on our social medias Um, but uh, and follow us guys on Twitter and Instagram we're really especially Twitter but Instagram I'm trying to like we're getting popping over there we're doing okay Uh if you're on Facebook and that's where the only place you follow us, head on over to Twitter, guys. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> the same. And if you guys want to join us in listening to this, go to audibletrial.com backslash geekfreaks. You can help us out. Uh, we're actually, from these ads, we're getting brand new mics for Squeaks over there. He's getting a brand new mic over there. So you're going to hear that voice even clearer. <laughs> it's going to be real classy sounding.
1: Sexy ass voice. <laughs> oh my God, I can't <laughs> Let wait. Let me put you to sleep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us on uh, Shadows Rising by Madeline Rowe. We really appreciate it. We hope you guys had a great week. We hope to see you guys next week. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next week.